Wow. <laughs> We're back, dude. We haven't done one of these since November, but me and Sheridan, we... um. Yeah, at least you guys did one without... We got back in the business with yeah. an NFL one, which doesn't really fit the theme, but... November? We yeah. didn't do one all December? Mm, I don't think so. Are you sure? Positive. Because we had, like, finals, and then, like, it was, like, winter break, and then, like, we never did it, and then, like, oh. the UFC ended. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and please take a picture of chai we have our dog as a live studio audience member right now she's kind of like the director producer right now she's like yes yes everything's good everything's good and oh, i can't see her. dang it but i'll pop a picture of her I yeah just can't that is love that so chi chi being such a good girl good girl wow She's such a good girl she's but, just watching us from the couch i know I was going through UFC like the first few fights and I was like, like the first few fight nights and I was like, dude, I don't know. This doesn't look that great. And then all of a sudden, look at it deeper, look at it deeper, look further into the year, you hit UFC 299, bam. I think that you, I think that 2024, <laughs> bro, at least this like first half after you get past um, January, maybe early February. Who's in 299? It's looking real fire. UFC 299, Bianca? Oh, you want to know what's UFC 299, yeah, Bianca? Yeah, I want to know. Sean O'Malley versus Marlon Vera. Mm. Dustin Poirier versus BDS, Benoit Saint-Denis. Mm. Curtis Blades versus my boy, Gilton Almeida. So this is what you were talking about yesterday. Gilbert Burns versus Jack Della Maddalena. And Kevin Holland versus Michael Venom Page, who it will be his UFC debut. It's gonna be crazy. This is savage, yeah. It's gonna be absolutely insane. Gamrot versus RDA, Pedro Munoz versus Kyler Phillips, Song Yidong versus Piotr Jan. And that's the prelims. Karina <laughs> Silva versus Laura Murphy. Oh, Jesus. And then uh, per- Michelle Pajeda versus Michal Olakshijek. Crazy. I always fights. think that's a girl. Who? Michelle Pajeda. Michelle Pajeda. I always think when you say that name that it's a girl fight. Yeah. Sorry, Michelle. What's that one? Uh forget there's one guy that i say every single time that you think it's a girl oh yeah it's like vala no rosa rose stella rosa i don't remember <laughs> i'm just so happy to be back doing this in the ufc it's gonna be crazy wild this year but i have compiled a episode show in less than 30 minutes but i've been thinking about a couple topics that i've been wanting to talk about for like probably two two weeks now and now we have amazing topics since the UFC 299 added BDS versus Poirier, which is crazy. And then UFC 300 added uh, Armand and Charles Dubronx Oliveira. What's crazy is that it's UFC 300. Like, Milestone. we've been doing this since, like, UFC, what, like, Two something? 240? I don't even know. We'd have to look back. No, it's Maybe been- not 240 might have maybe like 250 might have been though i, I mean we started know. this in like 2020 it's 2024 now is that crazy whoa that's so weird that covid was that like that this, long ago four years three years three years right yeah three that's crazy so yeah but that's like weird to see a 300 like i know the logos is interesting to me but i am just what, the logo. What, what do we what do we start with here dude yeah, you tell me. What what do we start with, sir? What was one thing I did want I'm to mention? I'm just staring though? at Chi Chi because she's staring at us. <laughs> she's like, <laughs> why do they have uncomfortable, lights dude. on you? 
making this very uncomfortable. <laughs> She's just staring at us. Wow. Wow. But I have multiple topics okay. that we need to get into, all right? How long are you shooting for? I think try to keep it under a main event, 25. <laughs> okay, Maybe. that's not going to happen. <laughs> Maybe. First of all, I think that what we do need to do is get into favorite moment from last year. Was there anything that stuck out to you from last year that we watched? (laughs) (laughs) No, in particular, there's not anything that really is like sticking out at me. Yeah. I feel like you and I kind of talked about this by ourselves. You mean when I made you watch every single fight this year? There's not a single... You didn't make me. I wanted to, but towards the end... you are just online shops the entire time. Honestly, the last six months of the UFC... I can't. Yeah, I just couldn't watch it that much. I don't even remember. (laughs) (laughs) You don't remember what? Like, what were the last few fights of the year? We don't even remember. There was that big one with um. Oh, Colby. Colby. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. What a disappointment. (laughs) Have we not talked about that? No, the last fights we watched were the Royvel and the. Well, that was crazy. Colby's seriously the worst and I hate him. And that just proved my point because he was he's such done. a baby. He's done. What do you mean he's done? He retired? Who's going to fight after that? Oh. Uh, yeah, I know. But I just thought it was so funny when Joe Rogan was like, oh, <laughs> asked him a question or whatever. And the fir- he deflects it. And the first thing he's like, I just want to thank the first responders <laughs> and it's like you're so annoying like yeah. no one cares it almost seems like the universe in a weird way like works itself out sometimes what is just <laughs> looking at the ring light reflection <laughs> in the, the window, window. <laughs> and she's mesmerized right now i wish we had a live oh feed cam god. on her because she would be for that re- is so funny oh my god but Beautiful no literally girl. she huh Beautiful girl. Oh yeah, but no, he's just an idiot, and I'm so glad he lost. And I think and that, I slaved over an Oregon State post yeah, for him, bro. But it was like that. it's all good practice. Look at all that dust on our UFC bobblehead. That means that's we're UFC literally knocking the dust off of it because that's how long it's been since we've filmed. And my computer sounds like it's about to take off right now. Okay, you know what Kellen's craziest moment was? Yeah, what's your favorite or crazy? Uncharted Jubilee. Anshul Jubilee was fighting Mike Breeden. And he was pretty much beating Mike Breeden. But Anshul never, like, utilized his great ground game ability, which he used to take out uh, his dude in the um, contender series or, like, that Asian tournament thing. I uh, forget who exactly he fought, bro. It was uh, that one kickboxer, I think, that got a sick knockout. But uh, um, I think he was, like, a Thai guy. But Mike Breeden, bro, he started barking at him. Don't ever do that. Bro, he literally started barking at Anshul, and then he starts landing clean shots, and he knocks his ass out. Uh, Okay, okay, don't do that. Wait, what is that from that makes you cringe? I don't know, the guy from The guy from uh, fucking, uh, what is that show? Oh, no, no. What? Squid Game show, where he's like, Oh, okay, wait, 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 yeah, yeah. The weird guy that like vomits or whatever the one in his that mouth, and then he He's did like, a TikTok, and they were like, "Oh, show who's here!" And they were like, they were like showing the camera around. She can sit on my lap. Okay. Come here. She, they were like showing the camera, and they like introduced the guy. Oh gosh. 
Wow, girl, wow. Wow. <laughs> Famous. She loves kisses. Chi Chi loves to kiss. Sadly, we don't love to kiss her back because, because she doxy breath. Poo. <laughs> poo no, but the one dude that was doing like the uh, the honeycomb challenge on the Squid Games, and he's the one that vomits all the time when they were doing the premiere of yeah. the finale. They did like a TikTok of him, and he and he like they were introduced like, himself by like barking. Like, oh, this person's here. This person's here, and then he goes. <laughs> and it was so weird because he's like so like innocent. I know. Okay, she calm down. Okay, Lay girl. Down, okay. Wow, we feel so lucky to have you in studio. Wow. You know how long it took to book you, <laughs> bro? She's very expensive to get. <laughs> I know. Lots of treats, lots of bribing <laughs> to get her up here. She's a class A. She's like A lister. Wow, oh, the first it up. words into the mic. Oh, it's the sniffles. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Um, So that was my Mike Breeden. My fighter of the year, low key. We're just going to give it to him just because like, I feel like so many people hated on him. We're giving it to um, Jack Della Maddalena because I freaking love that guy. All right. Um, But let's start this sucker off by I was going through and I was compiling my most badass fights to kick off the year but my criteria was not obvious fights I like went through like pretty much the first six fight cards and was like looking through some of the prelim ones that really like caught my eye because obviously when you get to like Ilya Taporia versus Alexander Volkanovsky those fights are absolutely cracked out of their mind but I put together a list of uh, I think five fights and then I put a couple honorable mentions that happen to be on that same card and we'll get into this chai do you have any of your favorite fights that you look through well when you get very rowdy she likes to bark back when you're getting excited for fights she does she gets very scared like when i got up and screamed when alex Pejeda knocked mm-hmm. out freaking israel Sonia, she thought that there was a firework show outside yeah she freaks out it's okay gorilla you're beautiful okay most badass fights going into the U- 2024, all right? Okay. The first one, it is taking place this upcoming, like next week at UFC 297. I'm going with, uh, not Charles Woodson, Sean <laughs> Woodson versus Charles Jordan. And I think Ooh. that these are two of the better 145ers. This is going to be in Canada. And I think this is a great opportunity for Charles Jordan to just keep it freaking rolling, baby. Because everybody thought the Ricardo Hamos fight was going to be kind of a striking um best he goes in there and he gets a submission so he's charles jordan is becoming more and more well-rounded he's becoming a serious issue at 145 pounds just because of how he can pretty much stand with anybody on the feet he had a little bit of a hiccup there against nathaniel wood because he just kept getting tripped all the time but i think against sean woodson he's really going to be able to utilize his skill set um He's gonna be have a, he's gonna have a good opportunity to just like show a well rounded performance because Sean might give him a little bit of trouble just because he's so he's like freaking Kevin Durant at 145 pounds with his reach so it could be a little tougher for Charles to get in there and start landing shots but the dude just looks so good I mean when he fought um what's his face uh butt scooter Crone Gracie he looks so good piecing combinations together that fight I feel like got crapped on so much but. Um, Charles's performance he looks so clean in there and then against like groovy Lando Venata he got a good dub and Nathaniel Wood he was still fighting really well he fought really good against Shane Burgos I think it could honestly be 
Charles Jordan's year this year. Climb the rankings a little bit. Get in there against a tougher guy. And because he's honestly, when he's, I see him on UFC 297, I don't see him on the pay per view main card. It's a little bit of a light pay per view. If I'm like being kind of nice, I feel like. For 300? No, for UFC 297. Strickland versus Duplessis. Oh. Because the main card. I mean, the main event, it really carries it. Like, yeah. the, the hype but for Strickland versus Duplessis is crazy. No, exactly. That's probably why. Exactly. And it also, they've been, they pretty much, I feel like, took a bunch of fights and then just, like, backlogged them so they yeah. could stack t- 299 yeah. and 300. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. I mean, they're not dummies. No. Dana's certainly not a dummy with the business he's been doing as of late, dude. It is crazy. Um, but yeah, it's it's kind of like Arnold Allen versus Mobstar Valuya is pretty good. Chris Curtis, Andre Barrio, uh, Mike Malott versus Neil Magny, Raquel Pennington, Myra Bueno Silva. Like, are you gonna really convince people to pay ninety dollars for that? It's tough. Not, yeah, ninety now. It's like eighty nine, ninety nine probably. Dude, it oh, used to be like. Oh, I thought what, it used to be like sixty. Then it went up to like 80. Yeah, I feel like it went up like $10 every year. Yeah. For the past few years. That's so ridiculous. It's fucking crazy, dude. As okay. he's not making enough money. <laughs> we're fine yeah, at 79 I feel like he's not really paying the fighters anymore than they were a few years ago. No. Like, they probably get like cost of living increases, but they probably don't make like a ton more. No. There, there's no way they're still only making the main, like 30 The main dudes grand. make a lot of money. Yeah, but like I thought, you only get like what thirty grand to fight or something like that. Some of them, yeah. But there should be win, more than that now. Show. Yeah, it should be. I don't know though. With inflation, they might be taking it into consideration. Yeah, I just <laughs> feel like with him upcharging that much now to for pay per views, they should be getting paid better. Yeah. All right. The next fight that I have on here is Natalia Silva versus Viviani Araujo. All right. This is by far Natalia Silva's best opponent to date. And I really do believe that Natalia Silva, this is going to be her year at 125 pounds, bro. No girl can touch her. When we get a freaking contender that we're like, oh my God, this girl's so good, blah, blah, blah. It always seems like they always falter when they get put into the main juice against the best girls in the world. But you know what's different about Natalia Silva? What? I could honestly say that she has a better skill set than some of the girls in the top of that division. All right, bro. But it is going to be tough. They gotta, You got to fight a girl like Aaron Blanchfield to win. You got to fight a girl like... Uh, um, Manon Fioro, Fior. So there are some really good, obviously, women fighters at 125 pounds. But in terms of just all-around skill set, dude, it doesn't get much better than Natalia Silva. She put it on um, what is Andrea Lee. It was bad. Um, she pretty much is dem- demolished. It hasn't even been close. Her f- closest fight was probably Teresa Bleda. And that was like just because she kept shooting a whole bunch. And then Natalia figured it out because of her fight IQ and then landed a freaking knee in her face when she um, shot for a takedown. So I'm looking forward to that fight just because Arujo could match her um, kind of strength just because she's pretty freaking yoked. So that'll be a good fight. I want to see like grappling transitions in there. Striking, I always give it to Natalia. Then, and that's on the Delidze versus Imavov card. And then at UFC 298, my honorable mention is Amanda Lemos versus Tatiana Suarez, just because Tatiana Suarez, she looks like she's going to be the 115-pound title contender here soon. But Amanda Lemos, bro, she any moment, she can land a right hand and change the complexion of an entire fight. But the fight on there that I was really looking, for, I'm really looking forward to is Ikram Alaskarov versus Anthony Fluffy Hernandez, just because I think that 
Ikram doesn't think that anybody can beat him right now, and neither does Fluffy Hernandez, and both of these guys have insane ground games, and both are pretty competent on the feet. I think that Ikram's probably a little bit of a cleaner striker, more known for his striking, but if it goes to the ground at all, like, Fluffy can hold the zone, he could get a submission, and he has insane cardio, and I, I, I don't know, I feel like he might be able to withstand some adversity in the beginning of that fight, and then find a way to just kind of, like, grind it out, and maybe get a late submission, because he's so scrappy, and I feel like he's a really slept on 185-er. Then, the next one is at Mexico City. Mexico City card actually is mm. fucking crazy, bro. Brandon Moreno That's versus sick. Amir Albazi. We should go to that one. Bro, <laughs> dude. When is it? Uh, I think February something. Oh, so like next month in Mexico City? Yeah, let me see. If it's in March, we should go for your birthday. Or it something. might be March 2nd. No, is it? You tell me. Because then we can see my dad. He doesn't live far from Mexico City. I remember when the 49ers went to Mexico City and um, a bunch of them got like a stomach problem from drinking the water. That's. Yeah, February 24th. Kind of That's pushing it tight. And it's probably really expensive to get tickets, you think? Probably, yeah. We could look into that. Crazy. Got my passport now, though. Game yeah. changer. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the two fights that I have on here, though, most badass is Manuel Torres versus Chris Duncan, dude. Okay. The main reason why I picked this one is because Manuel Torres seems to be knocking out everybody, bro, with his elbows in his hands. He beat Frank Camacho and was it Nicholas Mata or whatever? He had a nasty, was it like a spinning elbow or like just a, I forget what kind of elbow he threw, but he's a nasty striker, bro. And what I really love about Chris Duncan is that he fought Yanal Ashmoos in his last fight. And Yanal Ashmoos, he went in there and I think he knocked, he, Yanal Ashmoos, beat Sam Patterson via knockout and you know just could not get anything going on Chris Duncan just because he's manages distance really well and has a freaking rock solid chin and just kind of marches forward all the time so I think it's gonna be an interesting clash of styles because Chris Duncan seems to like not go down at all and he seems to be really hard to hit whereas Manuel Torres is like an insanely technical striker who always seems to find the target. So it's going to be sweet to see somebody put the pace on Manuel Torres because after watching a couple of these fights, I can't imagine that a, hundred, a bunch of guys at 155 pounds are going to be like, I want to stalk you down mm -hmm. and try to outstrike you because he has legit knockout power. So I feel like people would be hesitant. But I think Chris Duncan might give him a run for his money. But at the end of the day, in front of the Mexico City fans, Manuel Torres being a Mexican himself, it's kind of hard for me to bet against him in that fight. Yeah. Home city, bro. I feel like a crazy knockout could be coming. But Chris Duncan, interesting fighter. Interesting fighter. <laughs> and then Daniel Zellhuber versus Francisco Prado got announced for that as well. As we know, the golden boy, Daniel Zellhuber, is the freaking man coming off um, a good dub over Christos Yagos. But as we know, our freaking Argentinian man, Francisco Prado, I really think that him and Esteban Rivovics are like the guys and he <clears throat> francisco prado bro i just think that he brings a lot of skills to the table in terms of ground game but also is a great head movement on his feet doesn't get hit a lot and has knockout power like we saw against one of the azai tar brothers i'm pretty sure so th that's that one and then the last one all right <clears throat> is benoit santini versus dustin the diamond poirier you couldn't honestly make a sicker fight than this besides Iliad Zaporia <laughs> versus Alexander Volkanovsky. I'm surprised Connor's bro. not on that with 
with Michael? It's not 100% official yet, that fight. They haven't announced it. Really? So he just announced it. Can I ask you something? Huh? Right now. Does it make sense for them to fight at 185 pounds? Not at 185, no. That's what Connor wants it to be at. Why? Is he trolling? I don't know. But if it actually happens at 185 pounds, that is honestly the most bullshit fucking thing ever. Why? It should be at 170 pounds at least. Why is it Why is it bullshit? Just because, bro. Like, I feel like they're, they'd both be so, like, gassed. Honestly, I feel like they wouldn't have any stamina. It would be two stamina. minutes and 30 seconds of craziness. And then after that, they'll be like, no literally they'll be so tired exactly so they normally fight at 155 right and they're jumping up 30 pounds just because connor wants everybody to believe he's so big bro i mean he's definitely gained some weight but i wouldn't say it's all muscle no michael's just as big as him so why don't they do it at 170 connor's trolling but I'm just saying, if that actually does happen, it's stupid. And also, I'm not really even looking forward to that fight that much. Really? I Both am. Both cats are out of their prime. I mean, Michael's, okay. I think Michael's Michael, great. Michael, yeah. yeah. But he's like 37. He's not like a spring chicken, dude. I know, but he's still really good. And well, fun yeah, to, they're both really awesome. fun to watch. But I just, Connor, it's like, oh my God. All right. I feel like <laughs> everybody's like, Connor, Connor, I know, coming back, Connor. I know. It's like, dude, we have. They said that last, the, his last fight too, come back, Connor. And he's definitely Woods not his like, oh, everyone thinks he's going to go back to the way he was before he had kids. Like he's not ever going to be that Connor. No. Again. I just don't. I don't know, man. I I'm not super jazzed for Connor's comeback. I I think people, a lot of people are. We can live without Connor. You want to know why? Because we have fucking yeah. sick ass cards coming up. Yeah. Sick fights. Amazing fighters. So I I just don't really care that much if Connor comes list, back or not. He's on that, but that's mostly because I I don't know. I just think he's entertaining. Like yes. I don't like Colby, and I know you kind of would compare Colby and Connor like they're like bad guy persona but i think connor's way better of a person connor did it first connor's yeah. the he's best like the it. og yeah yeah i think colby's just a mimicker yeah no but one thing that i did actually want to mention we're definitely going to go over 25 minutes here but <laughs> what did one, i say one thing i did want to mention is that um in the lead up to the colby fight if you go back and watch a bunch of the interactions him and leon had like colby's body language was a little dicey every time leon tried to get close to him colby stood back every time leon like tried to do something i mean to i would too colby, seen him? colby was like not having it man and it was really interesting i'm like this is interesting like colby sometimes is like this against kamaru like he just wants to get in there and fight he's not really do you think he had like a secret injury that he was I, like no kind in the of beginning scared? of the fight i'm pretty sure he, like kicked leon's elbow or something and broke his foot yeah but i don't care he's still you got to show up yeah after, saying stuff after like that. all that like fight with a broken foot he's fought with a broken jaw before like i don't know yeah and that seems way worse oh the thought of that yeah i but, don't know man. yeah i it's interesting he's just weird that's what i get that's i, I bring it up because that's what i get with connor now is a little connor timid talk, connor doesn't talk the same on the mic and he's also he seems a little more timid but at least he like doesn't a little talk more the same so it's a little bit better like colby was all talk so much talk like horrible things that like people tried to cancel him for and he yet he's still 
he still couldn't even back it up. So. Yeah, I know. It's ridiculous. It's an insanely fucking disappointment of a <laughs> um, year cap, you know? End of the year fight. Yeah, but I love that. I'm so glad it went horribly. Universe worked itself out. Colby's not supposed to win. And you weren't supposed to make that post, so... I'm glad that OSU didn't get a canceling on Kid, either. Was a fucking roast. Like, <laughs> well, Bianca's quick with it. All right. Like I said, Benoit Santini versus Dustin Poirier is the most badass fight that you could possibly make at the moment outside of a crazy title fight like Ilya Saporia and Alexander Volkanovsky. Now, what information have we gathered? Is that at UFC 300, Armand Sarukian versus Charles Dubronx Oliveira? That's going to be a ridiculous fight. Absolutely crazy. Mm-hmm. They have marked that as the number one contender fight. But I offer you this, guys. <laughs> okay? If Benoit Saint Denis goes out there and chokes out or head kicks or does something abs- absurdly dominant over Dustin Poirier, who is pretty much. Like without being champion, own that division, low key. How do you deny Benoit a title shot? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I think that he can go in there and snatch that with a crazy um finish. Just because the guy has the skill set to beat the dude at the top who is um Islam uh, Islam Akachev. and he's also like been on record saying that these dudes are cheaters that these dudes are using steroids all right that's and, like crazy. that is a crazy thing that's and crazy the amount of craziness that would go down if they had a title fight like that in Saudi Arabia or something crazy Whoa. would be ridiculous with all the French people going in there everything's close the atmosphere would be ridiculous and also Islam Akachev, he needs a new opponent, bro. He wants to fight the winner of Armand versus uh, Charles Oliveira because Charles Oliveira brings in a bunch of numbers and it's a favorable matchup for him. Armand Sarukian, he's already beat him in the past and he can use that against him. Also, I feel like he feels pretty confident against him even though Armand Sarukian does present a style that is an issue. But Benoit Saint-Denis is just a completely different animal, man. You have to absolutely snipe and pink miss this guy to get him out of there. Because he is never going to go away in his fight against Zalesco Dos Santos. I will never forget this fight for as long as I live. That man, that fight should have been stopped by that referee Mm -hmm. on four or five separate occasions. (laughs) And somehow he made a fight out of it and was taking Zalesco Dos Santos down and rocking him towards the end of the fight. And still made it competitive. Like literally, somehow. how the hell is that even possible? One, like yeah. Loki. No, like if like, you look at it. Yeah, it, that was crazy. I mean, ridiculous. Didn't the, the ref literally get Dana fired? said, "Get the hell out of here, dude. Yeah. You're not doing another That's fight so today." So embarrassing. Yeah. Today, did he? He's still in the UFC. <laughs> oh no, no. Oh, I forget that cat's name. It was like Vicheslav. <laughs> he's something. like, you're done not, for not today. You can come back next Saturday. I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Never again. That guy, that guy lost his license, bro. That sucks for him, but also because it's like I honestly feel for the refs because they also probably you never want to stop it too early because then you're pissing off an entire crowd and Dana White. Like No, the thing is everybody I <laughs> was on board with the stoppage idea. But he's probably not listen he probably can't hear them saying like you know like we can hear michael or dj dc cormier Mm -hmm. or whatever when he's like oh we should stop or like (laughs) 
Joe Rogan saying something, but like they're saying it into a mic so we can hear it on the TV. But if he's like fully in the ring, can he really hear them saying that? Probably not. No. So it he was easier when there was no fans, probably. Yeah, that's true. So he probably couldn't hear very well if they were like, stop it, stop it or something. I'm just laying it out there to piggyback <laughs> off what you're saying is if there was a guy that that happened to. It's probably best that it was to a French special forces military guy <laughs> that can like has the mental capacity to like withstand more damage than almost a hundred percent of the population. Maybe can that's withstand. also not to back this ref because it was a horrible. <laughs> We're not call. defending this guy. No, at all. like he's seriously. I'm glad he lost his job because yeah. it was so bad. But like, also maybe that was also something in his head. Like I don't, if I don't want to piss this guy off because you know sometimes the guys will be like, I could have kept going. Like I'm good. No, that's probably Even always in the though, back of their mind. Like they're probably thinking like he's probably good enough. You know, like yeah. to keep going. Even though it should have been stopped at least on the second or third time. Mm-hmm. There no, was like about five occasions. Oh, easy. Yeah. But Benoit Santini is the future lightweight champion <laughs> of the UFC. <laughs> and that is the without number a doubt. one fan of Benoit. I <laughs> After I saw that fight, I'm like, this is an undeniable talent. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Benoit Santini for president. So. That's- <laughs> of france <laughs> france no dude we need him here bro <laughs> um so yeah can benoit santini steal a title shot absolutely freaking lutely i think he can um going to this we have so how many points do we have in this episode just curious <laughs> no i'm not even saying that with like because of time but i'm just curious like what no, are just we a, talking about just a few more i never know i think i should start going over the notes before we start this because Bro, I never why do you have see, to roast me so hard i just never see what we're doing or know about it till we're recording and i feel like i kind of just have to jump in wherever i can but if i saw the game plan maybe i could be like oh i could say something on there you know No, that's good well if i so came what, up with this 30 not 30 minutes before i definitely would have filled you in so uh, what what is our next segment how many the, the, segments? the other things i just want to say really quickly is just a couple just the two guys that i really oh, want to okay. watch this weekend and then um a guy that isn't being talked about enough <laughs> and then oh so and then <laughs> which championship bouts this that we know about like which guy's gonna get upset okay and so then, we're looking at oh and then <laughs> we're looking at another 25 minutes guys we might have to break this up into a two and then what bouts like i want to see like having this year and then what division might be like the no, strongest no, no. or weakest see this is like <laughs> And then that's where I cut it. No, I think that we need to make two episodes because I don't think no, you realize what how if I long told your you? five fights were going to take. I don't think you planned I that also out. didn't know we would have a wiener so dog join called, the this set. This is called like lesson planning. Like, you know, sometimes your lessons go a little bit over. Sometimes they go under and you're like, oh, I got to shorten my time. You know how? Okay. We're just going to go. You know how we're what? Gonna go. You know what? We're going to go. You know no, we're going to go. Like some podcasts go like two hours. Yeah. We're not doing that. Yeah, no, I know. But like. We're going to do it really quick. Sure. Okay, uh, the two guys that I want to watch this weekend are Fareed Bashrat and Joshua Van. No, don't don't not talk about it more in depth just because of timing. We can always add some of this into a different episode is what I'm saying. I know, but I'm going to do it really quick. I'm okay. not going to spend a lot of time on it. <laughs> Fareed Bashrat versus Joshua Van, bro. They're back and they're ready to rumble. I think Joshua's stepping in on short notice. This man is the guy. He's the guy who's going to climb the fat flyweight ranking extremely quick. And then we got our boy Fareed Basharat, who is back, who absolutely dominates everybody he fights versus Taylor Lapulis. 
La Puli, I think. La Puli? But I love Farid, and I think that he's going to maul and him and his brother. We said this last year, though, but I think this could be the year just because mm-hmm. Bantamweight could get a little wide open here at UFC 299, depending on who wins. So that title fight. All right. That's all I have to say for that. Those are the two cats that you got to look out for. Now, um, really quick, this is a quick, quick segment. Bianca, I cannot emphasize enough how freaking quick this is going to be. That's but not what I want you to do. I don't want you to shorten it for. Th- there are, this just because this is relevant to like our first podcast of the year, going into 2024. <laughs> to me, there's one guy, I mean two guys, that are not being talked about nearly enough going into the 2024 season and i will present them to you right now all right the first guy will be on the ufc 297 card and it is fitting that it is in canada because this man is canadian and he (laughs) might actually be the most slept on welterweight prospect right now and that is um, proper mike malott all right i think that this guy he can submit anybody and he has legit knockout power like we saw against mickey gall but I really do. We think about guys like JDS. We think about a Is bunch. Is his real name proper? No, what's his nickname, dumbass? <gasps> I like that name, actually. Proper Mike Malott. No, it's yeah, sick. Yeah, that's he's kind a, of a he's, cool name. He's the guy, and I really do believe that he could easily, with a, a crazy win over Neil Magny, could just insert himself into the conversation and become a mainstay like guys. Because like, we think about like Ian Machado Gary and... Jack Della Maddalena as some of the new up up and coming stars, but I think Mike Malott might be better than these guys. Might be better, all right? And now the other guy that I think needs to get his flowers and deserves his flowers is our boy Jonathan Mar freaking Tinez, all right? The dragon. This guy, I mean, let's read this off here. He beat Frankie Signs, Thomas Almeida. He lost his one loss to Davy Grant. He had Davy Grant out of there, basically, and then ended up getting knocked out in the second round after that. The, the bell saved Davy Grant, all right? He's went on to beat Zviad Lazishvili, Alejandro Perez, Vince Morales, Cub Swanson, Saeed Nurmagomedov, and then now Adrian Giannis. He kicked the legs off Adrian Giannis. This guy has the ground game to hang with anybody in the division and some if not the best striking in the bantamweight division, all right? This dude is not being talked about nearly enough because he has all the skills to hang with anybody in the bantamweight division, okay? And I think that it's a sick time right now because when we look at Cheeto Vera versus Sean O'Malley, whoever wins that fight is going to shake up the division a whole lot. And actually, no matter who wins that, like it doesn't really matter because we have a guy like Marab Dualashvili coming in there, mm-hmm. and he is a matchup nightmare for both of them. But who is a well-rounded enough guy to beat some to beat a guy like Marab? I think it is Jonathan Martinez because on entries, he's gonna make it a whole hell of a lot harder because against Piotr Jan, sure, Piotr like Marab matches up height wise really well, just constant takedowns, dude. You're going to have to be a little bit carefuler when you have a dude such as Jonathan Martinez who can sling his leg up and slice it straight off your body or throw a f- knee right up the middle and knock you unconscious. Unconscious. 
So I, I just think that we got to give Jonathan Martinez his flowers because his resume speaks for itself despite not being the highest ranked. I believe he's number 12 in the rankings. You put him up. Beating Said Nurmagomedov just speaks for itself. That guy's a monster. Beating Adrian Giannis. Adrian Giannis has been talked about as one of the up-and-coming crazy contenders in that division for multiple years now. And he handled them with ease. So he trains with Chris Gutierrez. I mean, I just have every ounce of faith that Jonathan Martinez could get in a title fight by the end of the year, depending on who they match him up with next. It's an exciting time for him. Okay, now... We got Ilya versus Volk, most badass fight outside of BDS versus Dustin Poirier. We got Cheeto Vera versus Sean O'Malley and Drakus versus Strickland. In my personal opinion, Ilya versus Volk, like I've said on five occasions now, is the sickest fight. Like, that's going to be the craziest fight. No doubt in my mind that it is not going to disappoint. I just think that it's going to be way more equal than people are expecting it to be. People, I feel mm-hmm. like, don't know who Ilya Taporia is. And also, I have to stand up for my boy Ilya Taporia <laughs> because he gets so much shit, dude. Sean O'Malley calls him out, says, this is, you're my Eddie. Patty Pimblett talks about our boy. All I'm saying is, Ilya Taporia roasts both of those guys easily bro he will take down patty pimblet and beat him at his own submission game i guarantee that and he will out he will box the head off of sugar sean o'malley if they fought and i promise you sugar sean o'malley he feel he feels like he's underrated his ground game is pretty underrated but dude we're talking about Ilya Taporia, who ryan hall one of the best jujitsu guys in the world couldn't take him down i mean he just gets on top of you, starts throwing ground and pound. Sugar Sean O'Malley, boy, this is a different beast. This is an Ilya Taporia that can fight up a weight class at 155 pounds. This is not some 135er you can bully around the octagon, all right? If you come up to 145 pounds, that's the big boy leagues. And I think that Ilya mm-hmm. Taporia would absolutely pepper and just toy with Sugar Sean O'Malley. The, he, Sugar Sean O'Malley has a puncher's chance, sure. But what is that going, like... Over like the course of time, having that one puncher's chance does not is not a sustainable like way of having success in the UFC. We've seen it with Connor. Connor can box people up; they can't really take him down, obviously. But like when he comes in there and everybody's like, "Oh, Habib versus Connor," Connor's got that one punch knockout power. Every round starts up on its feet. Oh yeah. Well, what happens when he can't stuff a takedown? Like he hasn't been able to land that shot. I feel like when people have really doubted him the most. Mm-hmm. He did it against Aldo, and he he was just a better fighter than um, Eddie Alvarez. But when he had to go up against Khabib, when he had to go up against Dustin Poirier these last few times, he hasn't been able to land that crazy shot. It's like weird. You can't just fucking hang your hat on that every single time because mm-hmm. guys are getting tougher, and they're getting better, and they're becoming just as good as strikers as you, and they're better on the ground. So I got to stick up for my boy Elliot Sporia because I really do think he's going to shock the world and beat Alexander Volkanovsky. I think that Marlon Chido Vera versus Sugar Sean O'Malley could be one of the more boring UFC main events just because I think that Sugar Sean O'Malley is going to circle around the octagon the entire time. And I think that Chido Vera is going to march him down. And I think that very minimal strikes will be thrown. But hopefully I'm wrong because I don't want to pay $90 to watch that happen. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to call that out there and just hope I get a little reverse psychology (laughs) and uh, we actually get a banger fight and somebody goes to sleep. The second one, though, I think that Drigas Duplessis versus Sean Strickland's crazy, but I think that Drigas is going to get the job done. Um, just because I think Drigas is 
Drake is the man. He's a big, strong guy. If you have a counter for every time that Joe Rogan said that guy is big, it would probably be pushing like four or 500 times now. Because it seems like every single time Joe talks about Drake, it's always just how big he is. But it's facts. The guy looks like a superhero and he's got an awkward style that gives everybody <laughs> problems. Beating Robert Whitaker speaks for itself, all right? But dude, Paulo Costa versus Robert Whitaker is going to be an insane fight on UFC 298. I forget. But that's a crazy fight that's going to happen. Mm. Um, yeah. Do you have, do you think that you, Bianca right here, dude? She likes Patty Pimplet, and it like mm-hmm. kind of like I do like like him. you can like whoever you like. It's just like can you just like not? For some reason, I'm like shook that you don't like him. Like he's so. I'm funny gonna be to real. Me. He's funny. He is. He seems cool. But don't pick on Elliot Tapuria. All right. So also, that's the main reason. Also, you don't like him. he's not. He's not that good. He's not as good as people think. Feeling. You can say that. Yeah, he's not. He's really not. Yeah, Kellen doesn't His think he's that good. terrible. And he should have lost to Jared Gordon, and they gifted him that dub. Um, also, he has a chin of steel, iron. Yeah, but that's somebody's a plus. gonna plus. Somebody's going to, pl- like, plunk that. And then what is that? What else plunk. is he going to hang Someone's his hat gonna on? Someone's going to plunk. They're going to dink him. Someone's <laughs> going to dink him, and somebody's going to sank him. Dink and sank. Um, I it's like a, him. I, what I, all I'm going to say is I know that 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 like that fight that he's gonna have is inevitable mm-hmm. so I'm, it doesn't bother me what he's doing it's like i'm not gonna be like all oh, rooting for his downfall mm-hmm. i'm like i'm pumped like i'm cheering for him to like do well obviously like i don't want him to do bad but it's like uh, uh. well i'm just saying that i know that when he runs into the top guys it's gonna be a serious issue so when he does get there i'm not gonna be like oh yeah see i told you it's like i expected this to happen so i'm not just like yeah Okay, we'll see when he gets there. Watch him just like become an, a monster. Jake, no, literally, it's not gonna happen, he though. could. You never Dude, know. You don't watch know it happen. Everything. I clearly don't. It could happen. I don't claim to know it all, but I know some. <laughs> so now what? Last thing. Since it's the beginning of the year, <laughs> we're gonna predict. Okay. The one thing, the one fight that I want to see above all. Okay. Do you have a matchup you want to see? Patty Pamblet versus um, Connor. Oh, yeah. No, that wouldn't happen. You stress me the fuck out I'm when you play sorry. around with it so much. Okay, fine. It's good. There's one time when it's like. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> it was like that for like two seconds, I thought. Not that long. Um. Uh. Watch all my segments that I'm going to turn into clips just be fucked because of you. Okay fuck off one two i think i want to see connor versus chandler you're did you want to know or not say it then shut up you're really fucking trotting around the answer you're Um, freaking talking uh, you can talk over me shut it i think patty and (laughs) robert whitaker really if patty kept his weight on (laughs) (laughs) i want to see fat patty fight (laughs) as a heavyweight is fat patty like 200 190 i don't know but i feel like i want to see him keep the weight on and fight that would be funny robert whitaker versus patty pimlet seal it ufc (laughs) 305 wait what's robert's weight class 
185. Do you think, yeah, he could easily get to 185. Robert? No. Patty. What is yeah. Patty fighting? Fighting. 155. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's totally, he's like <laughs> sitting at 185. He's 185 after, like a couple yeah. hours after the fight. Literally, like two days later. Yeah. Yeah. That's Crazy. my, that's what I want to see. Fatty the Patty. Patty the Fatty. But he's not really fat. Like I'm not calling him fat. Like no, he's, when he's his he's, fat. It's is just, just so funny to me that he can lose so much weight and get shred city and then gain it all back in two days. Like that's yeah. honestly impressive. It's crazy. Um, my that, yeah, my what's fight. Yours? I already mentioned our Illinois uh, and uh, if you want to do that to me. <laughs> Let me guess. Uh, I think it would be Beaumont Saint Denis. <laughs> Something like that. I do want to see Islam versus Benoit for sure. <laughs> but uh, if it's possible, can I get a. <laughs> see? You have to think about it and you're like. No, no, Come I, on. Know. I, okay, know, I know. I know. Say it. John Jones versus Tom Aspinall is the one fight I want to see really? above all. Really? It's got to happen. Really? It's got to That's happen. That's the one? That's the one. That's the John only Jones thing I want to see. Of everyone? John Jones. John Jones. John Jones. John Jones. Cha cha. Cha cha. John Jones. I thought I just smelled garlic or something. Smell good. Bianca smelled like garlic the past five days in a row. Okay. That's rude to say. I had truffle fries <laughs> for dinner one night, like two days ago. And the scroll is closing. <laughs> and all I tasted was garlic for the two days. Yeah, it's disgusting. <laughs> what do you guys think? 46, huh? 46? Here and there? Oh, Reacher comes out tonight. I'm fucking as big as that guy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Ready? That'll, that's a you show. For sure, for sure. Thank you guys for listening. Yeah, and I hope about that you salt burn every day. It concerns me. Whoa! I'm like, are you swinging the other side that or what? That is such a lie. Swinging to the other side. Ow! <laughs> if anything, it'd be you. I've never seen it. I know, but like, he's gay. You're not sh- like. I don't know. You can be gay. But <laughs> <laughs> like, you're not even making. Ow! You really freaking headbutted me. Give me oh. a dead arm. How do you oh. my tricep right there? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Soft. Okay. Are you going to say anything to Bye, us? guys. Thank you so it's much. Like, it's a new year. It's a new year. It's a new year. I hope you guys have a great 2024. See us in... If, if the UFC is any sign of how great 2024 is going to be, we're going to have a good year. This is going to be a good year. I can feel it in my bones. Unless j1 or whatever covid variant just really fucks it all up stop cussing it's my show all gear no game graphics got your graphics needs <laughs> signing off oh yeah is that what i have a freelance it? graphics design company now did you call it all gear no game graphics yeah building an empire no way yeah that's savage yeah but like you also don't just do like sports graphics you could do any graphics that's why it's all gear no game it's not really i'm oh, good that's true kind i'm not of, it actually does kind of work for that okay yeah, sorry this is annoying bye you guys